Welcome to the Real Driving Man podcast. I am John Henry. Um, today, uh, on this episode of Bipolar Talk, we are going to talk about dealing with depression. Um, and probably we're also going to talk about kind of continuing the theme of last time of uh, how men deal with having mental illness and emotions versus women and we'll probably go in some other directions as well but I thought it was you know it's it's January it's a dark month uh, and I've dealt with a lot of depression and obviously a lot of people do and we're just going to talk about it um, kind of keep it the informal format I've kept with where I kind of just keep spouting stuff up and hope someone listens and finds it useful. So I think it's also important to acknowledge, and this is not to put people on pedestals or, you know, demean people, but there are very different levels of depression depending on who you are and your situation. Most depression um, that people get is not a disorder. It's something bad happens in life and he can't get out of bed. Um, but there are others, uh, like major depressive disorder, uh, MDD, that is diagnosed or something like what I have, which is uh, bipolar disorder. And even amongst those illnesses, people's degrees of depression vary wildly. People with bipolar do tend to have very, very severe depression, and I did as well. Um, and But it can vary even amongst people with bipolar and people with MDD. Again, I'm not a doctor here, so all this is kind of just knowledge that has been in my head from dealing with it, and I'm not an official source of information. For that, go to Huberman. He's better at this than most people. Um, most of his stuff is just anecdotes and, and stuff I know. So double-check it. Don't take it for for fact. But as far as I'm aware, depression varies, varies wildly. Um, an example would be like Neil Brennan, who has major depressive disorder, from what he said, it is very, very severe. Every bit as severe as probably someone with bipolar. Um, and just to, when I'm talking about this, it's not to, like I said, put people, well, I get more depressed than you, and you don't get this depressed, and this is what I went through. It's just to know that like the degrees which people have this vary. And I say that all, mainly for people who maybe have you know, like lost a loved one, and you went through a per period where you were depressed. Sometimes people who don't deal with it really struggle to understand it because it's it's one of those feelings where if you haven't had it, it doesn't resonate with you. I think it's why people with depression, well, at least bipolar depression, will kill themselves or feel very isolated or feel like no one understands them because, and to, to their credit, if you're a person who just doesn't get depressed, it's your personality, you can really have a hard time relating and... That can be difficult, especially when if it's someone you love and you're like, why aren't you just getting better? And it, and it is, I guess now we have to get into the chemical imbalance. A lot of people, well, it's a chemical imbalance. Yeah, I don't even know what that means really. Um, I, it sounds scientific to me and, and it, it probably is true in cases. What to me, I think people, when they're saying, oh, it's a chemical imbalance as well, bipolar is a disease in the brain. You're made of chemicals. Yeah, maybe there's an imbalance. Maybe just things aren't working right. And that's what I do think it is with depression. 
Because I think a lot of hands, people say it's a chemical imbalance. Oh, I can't do anything. And then they don't take the steps to be disciplined in their life and deal with their depression, and they rely entirely on medications, and we'll get there. But at the same time, you don't want to be the person, well, like, it's not a chemical imbalance. What's wrong with your brain? It's just you. You're lazy. And it's a, usually a bit of both and somewhere in between. And I, I don't want to take sides or, or make anyone feel like crap. But... Everyone's struggle is different, and whether it is just from a life event or it's something more severe and chronic from a disorder that someone has, depression sucks regardless. And how you approach dealing with it is complicated. It's not a single thing. It's multiple things. Like I've talked before um, about dealing with things with multiple uh, – dealing with – issues with multiple approaches not a single approach because you have to do that with mental illnesses you cannot just say well i'm going to take this medication or i'm going to do this one thing and it's going to fix the depression depression's a lot harder than that unfortunately you're going to have to do a lot of different things and it's why i say don't really take a side in these sorts of arguments because a lot of people are right in saying if someone's depressed they're not taking the steps to be disciplined deal with their depression that's a lot of times the case and a lot of times Depression is so severe that even if you were doing those things, it wouldn't make anything better. Um, actually, I wish it wouldn't make anything better. They don't do things sufficiently to make things better because I do think doing things to improve your mental health, no matter what, what the outcome is, is good for you. And I think people like simple solutions to complex problems, and depression's a complex problem. Um, so where do we want to start here? Uh, we'll start with lifestyle because th that's where I'm going to start, whatever. When it comes to depression, it sucks. It is always going to suck. It's never not going to suck, and getting through it is going to suck. I'm going to be honest. I think a lot of people... And a lot of people who don't have bipolar depression can get SSRIs and medications to deal with their depression. We'll talk about those in a bit. But people with bipolar can't, so I was never had that luxury. And so I did have to try these other like lifestyle changes. And I do think lifestyle – if you're a depressed person, you have to make lifestyle changes and stick with them to make things better or you're always going to be depressed. That's it. And – as someone who was very, very severely depressed for nine months during the pandemic, so much of it was no one cares. You got to do your shit anyway. You have to wake up and do the things you're supposed to do. You're not going to want to wake up. You're going to want to sit in your bed. And you're going to have to force yourself, literally force yourself to get out of bed, force yourself to stand up and do the things that you know you need to do. And that's one thing that not a lot of people say about depression. People tell me it's a hard ass. But as a person who's been through severe depression, I think sometimes, like or all the time, when people get into severe depression, they, they say there's nothing they can do that can get me out of this. And it can definitely feel that way. But what really should be saying is the stuff that's gonna, that I need to do to get me out of this is going to suck a lot. It's going to suck a lot. Sorry, my volume's been a little loud. I think people will have this idea that, oh, I'm depressed. I'm going to go on a run. I'm going to feel better. 
It's like, well, no. You can go on that run today, tomorrow, the next day, and every day until your depression's over and then continue it after when it's over because that's what it's like to deal with a mental illness. Now, there are other ways people can do things, but having a routine and doing those things, what depression does when you're super depressed, for those of you who don't know, when you're super depressed, everything sucks. When people say they can't get out of bed, it's because they can't. When you wake up on a general day when you're doing all right, getting out of bed, eh, you may not want to, but you get out of bed. But when you're depressed, you have no motivation, no dopamine. The chemicals in your brain are not firing. And so while it seems impossible to get out of bed, you can force yourself out of bed, but it's going to be miserable and it's going to suck. And you have to do it. You have to do it. Like, why? Why can't I just do anything? It's like, because if you don't do that thing, if you don't force yourself out of bed, you will sit in bed all day and this depression will continue indefinitely. I'm getting very passionate here when I'm talking about depression because I don't like when people are like, well, if you just did this and then you were loving and then things went okay and depression would go away. That shit doesn't exist. Dealing with depression is serious and it sucks. And... I know this because I had my mom on my side going through this, and she was like, you have to keep doing this stuff, because it, and it sucks. It's just going to suck. It's going to suck. It's going to suck. It's going to suck. And you got to do it anyway. Why? Because then you're just going to wallow in depression forever. And things will eventually change if you do stick to those things. And when I was really depressed, because I was doing all those things, I was getting out of bed, I was eating my meals, I was buying my meals, I was doing my schoolwork, I was doing all my you know, daily house chores we all have, I was making sure I was taking my medications, I was making sure I was going to bed, I was working out twice a day, I was doing every single thing, eating perfectly healthy, I was still was completely depressed. And I still had to do those things every day until it went away, and it took a long time. Yeah, <laughs> this is scary, I don't like this. Welcome to the club of depression. It always sucks. But you have to keep doing these things because each one of these little things allows your brain to function with some degree of normalcy. And it may not feel at the time, and, it, and it'll probably suck all the way through, but you, if you don't do those things, you're going to stay depressed and you're going to keep spiraling down the hole of depression. And a fun fact about the hole of depression, there's not a bottom. Things can always get worse. Always. 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 Now, to kind of move towards into talking about medications. So I don't know. I don't – there's not a lot of approved medications. We'll get into – I'll talk about psychedelics here in a bit. Um, there's not a ton of approved medications for bipolar depression for the depression itself because the common thing most people do is SSRIs sorry I'm getting a little notepad and SSRIs at least for people with bipolar they make bipolars manic and so they just don't work and from what I've heard from people SSRIs seem to work for some people they do but they don't work for everybody and they have bad side effects that's what I've heard. Um, the side effects are why I can't take them. If you have bipolar, it will make you manic because you increase serotonin, which will increase mania. That's why bipolar is a bitch to deal with. If you're using serotonin, 
uh, selective serotonin in reuptake inhibitors, I think is the SSRI. Good. You know, work with a medical professional to, if they work with you, great. But I don't think you can just take your medications and it's going to be fine. You're going to need lifestyle changes. And what I mean lifestyle changes, one thing I haven't brought up now is therapy. Going to therapy is, and working through this stuff with a professional is very, very, very important. And I guess here I'm very much emphasizing the work to deal with depression. Depression's a lot of work. And you have to do it. Like I said, it's not just going to go away unless you do the work to get through it. And it's hard. Trust me, I know. Depression is where most bipolars kill themselves. And I understand why, because it can seem so fucking hopeless. And it's why I always say that if you have a mental illness, you need to be tough. Because this stuff sucks. And the upside is that if you do start to have a routine and you stick with it, that stuff is helping you fight your depression. It just takes a long time. Depression's a bitch to beat. And you can't let up on this because as soon as you let up on it, it's going to go back. Not to say that you can't fuck up. I had one thing. When I was super, super depressed, the one token of relief I had was smoking a fuck ton of weed. I would smoke like three grams at once. I have never, I haven't smoked that much since in a single sitting. It was crazy amounts. I'm not encouraging drug use, but if there's something you like that is something of a vice, if you can maintain it without it completely destroying you, it's important to have that thing that can get you through depression. You're like, well, that, that may make your depression worse. It may. But if your depression is so severe that you may hurt yourself and kill yourself or just doing that vice, if it's getting you through it, you got to do what you got to do. So don't have things, you know, have things you like to do, vices you enjoy. Continue those in your depression because you need those to get through. But you also have to have a balance of working and doing the things regularly to deal with your depression. And that's maybe working with someone with medications. I, I can't talk much more about them because, I, like I said, I'm not a doctor. I don't know a, a lot about this. And I have, like, I guess I can, eh, we'll wait, we'll wait for a bit to talk about psychedelics. I've never been one who's had the luxury of having medications to help me deal with my depression. Eh, that's a lie. I do take a medication called Seroquel that I will increase in the darker months of the year light-wise, to help battle depression, and it does help. So medications have their role, but I also work out every day. I'm a very disciplined person. I eat, and however someone finds a healthy routine that is keeps you going throughout the day, you need to stick with that routine. Um, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat things about depression. A lot of people like to sugarcoat things about depression. My mom always treated it with dead, like a drill sergeant with me. Like, well, that's mean. It's like, well, no, she was afraid to lose her son. And if I didn't do those things, I wouldn't have gotten through it. This is where I'm, I've mentioned on this podcast, big fan of Joe Rogan. And when Joe Rogan asks, well, do you, would you need SSRIs if you were working out every day? I have found the best medication for depression that exists is endorphins produced through working out. If you are depressed, if you don't do anything, if you don't have a routine, if you're not sleeping regularly, if you do one thing, work out in some way every day. It will kill your depression. It's not going to cure it, but it will help maybe numb it better than anything that exists. 
And that's where I really do side with someone like Joe Rogan. You have to take all these approaches to deal with your mental health and your physical health because your mental and physical health are intertwined. One doesn't suffer without the other. You need both. And if you could work out every day for just just 30 minute run or bike ride to get endorphins going, that's really going to help with your depression. And I want to emphasize that this is all going to suck if you're depressed. People think that if you're going to get, I'm going to get off, I'm going to run, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be good. It's like, no, it's going to suck. You're not going to want to do it. You're going to go home. But you have to do it. You have to fight depression. Depression's a fight, and it's a brutal slog. But I believe people can do it. I, I believe in it. Because I believe people are amazing and can figure out ways to deal with their shit. But you should know that this is a multi-problem. And if you're someone who is depressed, hopefully you are not someone with a major illness and you can find a routine. But those routines are so important. They're so important because they give your day some structure. And when you're depressed, you don't want to do anything. You just want to lie around. And if you have things that you force yourself to do, that's going to start to get your brain acting like normal again. And... You know, do things like stay away from social media. I love Instagram, but I mainly just love it because of all the fun Naruto videos and stupid dog videos and animal videos they send me. Um, I waste time on it like everybody else, but I'm pretty disciplined. I don't use Snapchat hardly at all. I have it. Uh, I even try to limit my Instagram use. I don't use Facebook. I'm not even on Twitter or X now or whatever it's called. Those are things that can really aggravate depression and you should stay away from them in general. And maybe that's an overall idea of this podcast was discipline and depression. For depression, you need to be disciplined. There's no one solution, not Seroquel, not SSRIs, not working out, not anything. It's all together. You have to be doing individual things together and working to. And of course you're going to fail. You're depressed. You're going to fail at a lot of these things. The important thing is you're trying. You're forcing your brain to try to adopt these habits. Because I believe it's not – depression is not a switch. You kind of get into a depressive mode and then you have to adopt new habits in the depression that get you out of it. Because slowly those habits that you built every day are going to be doing doing their work, eating healthy, having your body be healthy, getting sleep, working out, working out, working out. I am emphasizing working out. All those things are going to have the, build these habits where the depression starts to just fade because you've built the habits to get you out of it. You're doing those things every day. And it will eventually go away. But it may be a long time. And it's the bitch and a half about mental illness. If you don't have this stuff, I'm, I'm sorry I can't really describe it to you in any way. It is so debilitating when you wake up every day and you just don't want to do anything. Everything just sucks. And you're like, I got to do it anyway. And Navy SEALs talk about doing things that suck every day, which I think is important for this. But when everything sucks, it can feel like so much. And you do need support. I do believe no matter who you are, you're going to need friends. You're going to need family. You're going to need something to deal with it. And if you don't have any of those, find something. There's support groups out of there. You do need support through these issues. This is not a thing that's alone. 
that's another huge portion. If you're isolating yourself, if it's an, you have to balance it. Some nights it's best to stay home. But if, if you're staying home every single night and never wanting to go out, that's a sign of depression. And you should force yourself to go out for an hour. Bargain. Say, hey, if I go out for an hour, I can come home and I can have my beer, whatever, smoke some weed, watch a movie, go to bed. But I got to go out for an hour. Force yourself to do that because if you isolate yourself, depression's a never-ending pit. You have to keep climbing out of that pit. And the pit feels like it has no bottom and it has no exit either. And you just got to keep climbing. That's not alone. That's why I'm emphasizing this stuff just sucks. Most bipolars kill themselves on depressions because they're just so brutal. You want to lie in a corner and stare at the wall until the world ends. And you could. I've done that. I've done that for four hours. And you think that if you just keep staring, things will get better. And they don't. They don't. But standing up's not going to feel good. But if sitting here is not going to feel good, and standing up is not going to feel good, well, I've sat here for four hours. It's not doing anything. Let's stand up. See what it does. It is miserable. And it's why you need all these things I'm talking about today. And I'm probably going to do another episode about this. People don't like to talk about this stuff in public because they either, one, don't understand it and don't have the faculties to, or it's uncomfortable. I mean, who wants to talk about being depressed, especially for men, like as a guy? Like when you're a guy and you're like, I'm a man. I'm supposed to be taking care of these things. Why does this suck? Well, for you other manly men, because I'm trying to make this podcast for everybody, it's, this message should resonate with you. You need to get up and do your shit. Oh, it sucks. Yeah. Force yourself, crawl, crawl. I've done that. I couldn't get out of bed and I couldn't stand up. So I, th- I literally crawled, forced myself bit by bit out of bed to just start moving. And you're like, that's pathetic. Better than just sitting there. This is not pretty. And getting out of it's not going to be pretty. And maybe I can now bring up some psychedelics because there are – tell a story here. So I moved back in with my parents uh, after moving, living in Austin for seven months in August. And I was finding a new doctor to get my medications from. I didn't really need therapy, but I needed medications. And I hadn't seen them for a couple like times a month just to get my medications. And then I go into there again. And one day I wasn't I was I was feeling depressed this day. I was feeling I think it's interesting when you report cuz I'm just going to do the story. When you report, I report, eh, I was feeling kind of depressed today, you know, didn't want to go do things. Um just didn't feel like doing anything. Took me a while to get going today, but I got going and, you know, my job expect, my job prospects weren't very bright and so I was I was feeling a little depressed and so I just told them cuz they asked me how I was doing. And this lady was, well, would you like to sign up for ketamine treatment? I was like, what? Well, you can do ketamine and, and it'll help. And I was interested. This was shocked me because I said I was mildly depressed, which is if you have bipolar and you're depressed today, like that's pretty typical. And I'm like, well, why would I want ketamine? One, I don't know if she's just in a doctor's office trying to make money, to be fair. Or just trying to be helpful. I get it. 
But I think a lot of people, I don't like this idea. We're going to take this medication and it's going to fix things. Everything's going to be fine then. Because even if you take the medication and it does fix everything, if you don't have those routines in place, you're just going to get as depressed as you were before. These band-aids and doctor's office love to, oh, you're depressed? Take this medication. Take this treatment. They'll, they'll, they'll fix you. They'll fix you. They'll fix you. Maybe. When I was depressed, there was options to do my mushrooms and for ketamine. I refused them both because one thing is that oftentimes those treatments aren't 100%. Oftentimes they'll make things worse. And in the case when I was depressed for nine months for the pandemic, I probably would have considered more of those treatments. They weren't as widely available as they are now. But then I was like, I don't need ketamine. I'm having an off day. And if you're telling this to everyone who comes in, you are, you are, I'm not demeaning those tools. I am a psychedelic advocate, especially under the supervision of a doctor and a supervised setting. But, and I'm not against these treatments either, but I'm for them when you're also doing other things. That's why I was for it during the pandemic. I was doing everything I could do to feel better, and I was still completely depressed. Maybe that was time for it. But when you're slightly depressed, you're slightly depressed. Sometimes you're sad. That's okay. You can get through this. We can be tough and get through these things. There's times for psychedelics and for treatments like these. And when you're really depressed, maybe it is the boost you need. But it's a fallacy if you think these things are going to fix everything. It is. And now I'll tell another story that kind of, to play devil's advocate. It was August, no, July, July 4th of 2021. I was kind of at the tail end of this depression, but I was still depressed. I was living with my sister and things were better, but this depression was still weighing over me. And we went to see Elenium's trilogy in Vegas. It was awesome. Um, when you went to the, it was in the Raiders new stadium in Vegas. It was a beautiful stadium and they gave us these wristbands that glowed. And I was like, okay, kind of fun. But then Elenium could, an artist could control the, your wristband color that, so it would glow and change color to the beats of the music. And that was the time I decided to try MDMA, Molly, ecstasy, whatever you want to call it. And I had done research before on the terrible depression that can come after it. I'm not a scientist on this. Um, but I'd heard about stuff they'd done with MDMA with veterans. I've read on forums of people just saying, I would not recommend doing it if you have bipolar because of the depression that comes afterwards. So I knew the risk, but I said, you know what? I'm going to try it. So I tried it. Uh, I started with, I took a half of a tab and then I waited 30 minutes. Then I took the other half. And it was fucking amazing. One of the most amazing nights of my life of being around the music and the lights and the colors and the love. That single night cured me of my depression like that. Like the, the, It was already on the dying end because I was keeping those routines in place. And I was working out every day, eating healthy, doing all the things. But that, like that, it was gone the next, the next day. And I had not, the next day, and from what I heard from my sister, the tabs we got were very pure. They didn't look contaminated. We didn't have many side effects. I don't know what it was. Like I said, it's not a scientific situation. It's more of a story. 
I'm not against those things. But what mainly killed it is that I was putting in all those efforts. And so that when I finally did do that treatment, it worked. And I want more treat more studies on these treatments so that we know when to use them, how much. But I'm also in big motivation. Don't just rely on this. For mental health, there's no silver bullets. Silver bullets don't exist in mental health. You need like a lot of silver bullets. You need a lot of silver bullets because it's it's tough to deal with these illnesses and they're uncomfortable and people don't like to talk to them because they sound so crazy difficult. And I get that. But if you have one of these illnesses, you have these illnesses and you might as well start trying to learn to take care of it. And maybe this is one thing I'll have to start to – I want to try to open a forum for people to talk amongst each other because I don't have all the ideas. These are just the stories that have worked for me. And I want to know what other people have done to deal with depression. But I do think these regular – you need to establish a routine that will carry you. It will be the – you need to build the lifeboat that will carry you through this depression. And you're also building the strength to build that lifeboat, to get yourself out of it. That's empowering. You're developing the strength even when it sucks. And if you can do all these annoying daily tasks when you're this depressed, you can do them anytime. And maybe this is just a formula for general toughness. you got to be tough. Because depression's a bitch and a half. And you gotta face it nonetheless. You gotta. Because you can. And who knows what you could be on the other side. Who knows? I'm all for... I kind of did my own... I've done... There's an episode on psychedelics. Go listen to it. But I never really used those to treat depression. Or if I did, it was in a naive way you should use a doctor and someone uh, you know Huberman has a lot of good techniques uh, he has a lot of videos on depression bipolar and all this type of stuff and you should check those out for more scientific knowledge mine's more anecdote what's worked for me I get I do have a intense personality and I don't think that works for everyone. There is a lot of love. It's why you do need a support group. You, my mom was with me there. She was my drill sergeant, but she was also my mom. And she loved me, and she let me know how hard this stuff was, just how hard it was. And she would drive up every day when I would call when I was very depressed, even after it ended, to help take care of me. It's really hard, and I don't want to demean that for anyone. These are tough things to deal with. But we can do it. We're, humans are amazing, and people are so capable in so many amazing ways. I love how I – lo I listen to Russell Brand every now and then, and I hate and love how loving he is and of his audience, and I want to be like that. I don't want to be a drill sergeant. I don't have many listeners, but if, if you do listen, I, I thank you. Um, I hope this is helpful. Um, I will try to open an avenue so I can get comments – I want to see how I want to structure that because I do deal with depression. A lot of bad comments make me depressed. And one thing, that's another thing. You have to know when things are going to trigger you. You have to make choices and be disciplined. You have to make appropriate sacrifices for your own mental well-being. 
because dealing with your mental illness is a it's a lifelong endeavor. It's not going away. Even if you don't have it, people are going to go through shit. So develop the tools to get through it, no matter what that is. But work out, because that's really important. <laughs> I want to emphasize, if you do anything, if you take anything from this podcast and you're depressed, work out every day. Do something. Well, I got work. You have, you can wake up 30 minutes earlier and go for a 15-minute run or walk. Something. Get your endorphins. Endorphins are the death of depression. They will kill it over time. I like that. Endorphins are poison for depression. And you can really only do them by working out. Or hot tubbing or, or I mean, a hot tub, saunaing. You know, there's so many. There's cold plunges. There's so many ways. Do them. But more important than anything is consistency with your routine. Because a battle with depression is a battle of attrition. It's not a single battle. You have to win every battle. Well, no, 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 no. That's right. You have to win the war. You don't need to win every battle. And to win the war, you need to put in effort every day. So you don't want to gas yourself out trying a bunch of new methods on the first day because then you can't fight the next day. You have to find something that works over time, and you have to be able to push yourself to that point where you're growing, but you're not gassing yourself out. And these are all things you're going to learn, and we're human, and it's a monthly process, and you're going to make mistakes. But you can do it. So I, I think I'm going to end it there. I'll probably do more episodes dealing with this stuff because I do enjoy talking about it. Um, hopefully I can find a way, if, I don't know if it's a Discord server or something, to get, maybe I can do like a Spotify, so if you listen on Spotify, I can do like a poll or something, I don't know, we'll see, because um, I would like to see, hear from people, um, maybe I just need to try to, you know, do more podcasts so people can listen to me and, you know, want to listen, well, thank you so much, remember you can do this, develop that routine, win this war, come on. We can do it. It's going to suck. But guess what? The parts of life that suck make the parts that are amazing taste so much more sweeter. Because you're the badass who dealt with all that shit. So go be a badass.